Oh, you know what would have saved their marriage? It violent sex. <laughs> right? Dude, we're talking about a woman that wore Billy Bob Thornton's blood in a vial around her neck. I doubt there was anything but violent sex. <laughs> what? That happened? Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Man, I don't know what to do with myself saying all four, three of your names again. Like, <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, dude. That took forever. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Do you guys ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We do appreciate any help growing the podcast. Hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, and subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. Also, if you listen on... Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, please leave us a review. That helps us grow the podcast a ton. We'll read it out over the recording and uh, give you kudos. We do appreciate feedback and, and reviews, so go ahead and do that. This is our arbitration series. We haven't done one in a while. So what that is, we compare two similar movies based on shared topics and decide which one did it better. In the courtroom today are the assassin action comedies, Mr. and Mrs. Smith versus Killers. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was released on June 10th, 2005. It was written by Simon Kinberg and directed by Doug Lyman. Starred Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Vince Vaughn, Kerry Washington, and Adam Brody. It's about a bored married couple who's surprised to learn that they're both assassins working for competing agencies and now need to kill each other. Killers was released on June 4th, 2010. It was written by Bob DeRosa and Ted Griffin. It's directed by Robert Lukatic. It stars Ashton Kutcher, Catherine Heigl, Tom Selleck, Catherine O'Hare, Rob Riggle, and Catherine Winnick. It's about a vacationing woman who meets her ideal man who happens to also be a CIA assassin. Back at home, their idyllic life is upset when they discover their neighbors are assassins contracted to kill them. The topics we'll be using to compare these movies are... The Couples, The Supporting Cast, The Realization, The Comedic Relief, and The Fight Scenes. Man, I forgot how long that intro is for the... <laughs> okay? You feel a little winded. God, I'm fat, dude. I can't talk that much that long. <laughs> Shit. If you guys haven't listened to us before, when we do these, we will rate both movies at the end based on a zero to five scale. Zero being absolute garbage, five being a great, fantastic perfection. Never found a better movie and then anywhere in between. But to get started on these movies, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the couples um, and compare these couples. I'm kind of biased, so I wanna, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. What did you guys think of these couples? What are your comparisons? What do you guys uh, think? Unless you're biased for Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I, I don't understand what the discussion is here. Right? <laughs> because Ang Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are like cool, right? Like I kept, I just kept thinking that I'm like, wow, these two people are cool. To be fair, I watched it after I watched Killers, and they are not cool, right? Like Ashton Kutcher and Catherine Hegel, Hegel, whatever her name is, Hegel. I'm like, wow, they, like the first. 30 minutes of watching Katherine Heigl on the film on the screen. I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. So yeah. You We're, guys know um, me from one of our previous arbitrations that I'm just not a huge Ashton Kutcher fan across the board. So no, you're not. That was definitely a, 
Were, definitely were Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, were they together during this movie? No, this is the movie that broke up uh, Angel, uh, Brad Pitt. and I wasn't I wasn't sure if it, they were together or started it. Yeah, this uh, is the uh, oh, You know what would have saved their marriage? It, violent sex. <laughs> right? Dude, we're talking about a woman that wore Billy Bob Thornton's blood in a vial around her neck. I doubt there was anything but violent sex. <laughs> what that happened yeah she used when she was married to billy bob thornton she used to wear a vial of his blood around her neck why has she been married why the fuck not i mean yeah. I, I once you reach I that stage you can do whatever you want do you have that money much money and fame you just do whatever you want i mean to be fair it doesn't take that much money to get blood out of you ian so like i mean i could walk around with a vial of your blood if like i really wanted to just remember, I'm Aryan. <laughs> the problem will be solved with a firearm. <laughs> exactly. Audience oh, is learning. But I, I mean, to JGT or comparisons, I don't know if there's much to talk about here because Javier already said it. Like there is the it couple, like the the cool kids, like the the popular couple in high school. That's what I thought Mr. and Mrs. Smith were. They, I mean, they just. They just had that. And then you got like the little nerdy Aston Kutcher that's like driving this really cool looking camera versus a Ferrari or if it was a Romero or whatever it was. And then Catherine Heigl's character is just like a basket case. And <laughs> so they already presented them as just like uncool. And like he was some super awesome spy. And yet, like, I don't know, they didn't set themselves up for success where Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's characters, like they were both just super good looking, super suave, like in control mentally and physically. Clearly there's things going on in their, their lives, but you were like, yeah, like I want to be them. You did not want to be the other couple. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's crazy because I think about it too. And I'm like, look, Ashton Kutcher, and especially in this movie, like he was fit. Like I was watching going, yeah. dude, he's ripped. What? Like he's chiseled and shit. And I'm like, I mean, th these are not unattractive human beings, but God, were they doofuses and i'm like watching this going why would anyone find this endearing like i don't believe these two together because i think they'd end up like driving off a cliff on accident because it's just that weird like it, I, yeah it just I, so i will say that i when ashton kutcher's character was like unraveling i'm like okay this is funny right like like kristen heigl hey what, how do you pronounce catherine heigl heigl she's stupid want to be charlie theron for sure <laughs> <laughs> like her quirkiness was just weird i'm like it just did feel like a fit and like ashton kutcher to be fair was like pretty suave and cool like most of the movie until like he gets discovered and like his wife is like pregnant and he's just like flipping out in this grocery store right like that scene i was like that was actually pretty funny i agree with you like i i think he had his moments where i actually liked him more than i thought i was going to and i was surprised i saw this movie 11 years ago whenever the hell it came out but i was like i didn't remember it that's one notch knock against it, but I just didn't remember anything Not about horrible. it other than other than that had assassins in it. Like to the point that Ian texts me while he's watching it. And he's like, we probably should have done like night and day with this movie instead of oh, Mr. Night and Mrs. Smith. So good. And wow. I was like, he's right. Cause I, I hadn't watched it yet. And then he's like, Yeah, we should have done that one. I'm like, really? And then I, cause I for some reason thought Catherine Heigl was an assassin too at some point, like or became one. I mean, thank God she didn't, but Jesus, like it was rough. And I can't stand her. So like she feels fake in everything she does to me. Like her her acting is so forced. Okay, I don't mean for this to be rude, but what's wrong with her teeth? Like she has too many teeth, or they're like they're like too like what? Like she has like a joker smile. And she smiled is like she kind of went like up her face. Yes, that never bothered me. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah I didn't think about that. 
You're terrible. Okay. Versus, love you. I guess so. I mean, I'm I okay with it. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you look like the Joker. You got fucked up teeth. I'm not trying to be rude. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to someone's face, but I just couldn't think of a better way to hey, bring that topic JJ's up. Tagging her. No, I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to hang out with her. Talk to her. I don't enjoy anything she does. What else is she, she in? Off as a dumb Dude, she made a bunch. So she was, I guess, she got famous being in uh, one of those. Grey's what's Grey's Anatomy? That's the one. Yeah. So she was in Grey's. Yeah, it's one of the 10,000 Doctor shows, but mm. she was on Grey's Anatomy, I guess. And then she did a whole shit ton of movies, like with big people. Like she did this one with Ashton Kutcher. She did one with uh, Gerard Butler. She did, there was a couple, yeah, she's been like a, the 27 dresses or something. What was yeah, it? 27 dresses. Oh, no, I've seen that. Yeah, she's done a bunch of movies. None of them are good. <laughs> but but she did a bunch what's funny is like i feel like i really like ashton kutcher but i can't think of anything he's good in except that 70s show the guardian yeah oh yeah he's that also really crazy. good in steve jobs the one where he played steve yes, jobs he's also good in that oh very Butterf- good in Butterfly he's not ashton kutcher like oh, he definitely good. went in full-blown i mean to his credit like you'd have to remember that he was Ashton Kutcher in that because he totally was not himself or what you would expect him on screen. The wacky part about him is, is he's known for comedy, but the things that I've liked him in have been dramatic movies. Like he doesn't play a comedic role. Like Javier, you mentioned Butterfly Effect. Like I loved him in that movie. And, and that's the movies I think of. They were very dramatic and serious roles, not these comedic things. But everybody thinks of him from that 70s show. And so it's because anyway. he peaked. He peaked at that 70s show. Fair was enough. really good in that show. Yeah. He only has that. one style comedic character he can be. Oh, for sure. He did one, though, that I thought – one thing that I, I just thought of, and then we'll move on because we've been talking about Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Heigl for far too fucking long at this point. But he did do a movie called Guess Who back in the uh, day, and it was pretty funny. I actually enjoyed it. Now, he wasn't the funniest part, but he was pretty funny. Bernie Mac, rest in peace, man. That guy's funny as hell, and he was in it. But it was an old, re- it's a new remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and it's it was pretty funny. It was well played, and he was pretty good in that one. But, but Bernie Mac stole that one, movie. You're gonna be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was amazing. I'm not in, it, in the acting back Mercedes. Like I'm not I would get a different car, but. I drive that. House. When was this it's filmed? Cool. 2005. Oh, I just felt they were way too rich and cool to be driving the cars that they were driving. I thought what, he was just... driving a caddy. Yeah, he was driving like a caddy CTSV. It's a pretty fast car. Yeah. Both of those yeah. cars were bitching. Wasn't she driving like a Subaru Outback or wagon something? <laughs> yeah. It was a Mercedes, but yeah. That was a new Mercedes MOK with a hatch. That was, and back in 2005 was the first time they did the hatch. But yeah, that was, that's a V8. That's like a, 450 horsepower car. Wow. Somebody gets to the grocery store. That, that car's bitching. I'd drive it in a heartbeat, but I like hatchbacks. I like their, I like utility. <laughs> you ever gone to Costco and they give you those big fucking boxes full of groceries? Cause why the fuck would we have bags like every other grocery store on the planet? But they give you the big boxes. That's the worst shit trying to get that in my trunk and play Tetris in my trunk. Casey's little hatchback. Fucking hey, man. I just set that some bitch on the flat back. Works out real good. Costco's allowing you to use your brain, JJ. Saving the environment as well. Yeah, well. Unless plastic bag is a good thing. That's fair. I use paper bags most of the time anyway. All right, so let's talk about the supporting cast then. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it made me laugh because we did that movie. What was it? 
Yeah. My, I was shot you. <laughs> we we are on high it. alert. Yeah. <laughs> you have. You don't even know. <laughs> well, Vince Vaughn. So we just did Freaky, and I looked at Casey when I was watching. I was like, "See, this is the Vince Vaughn I needed in Freaky. Like, mm-hmm. this is the guy because he, yeah. the whole movie, man, he's just hilarious. Whole movie." Yeah, he- he, owned, he killed his role. That scene near the end where he's like, he's like, man, it's good to see you alive. Did you kill that lying bitch? Yeah. And the language only is like, this lying bitch? He's like, oh, uh, I mean, it's good. To, that whole diner scene with him is hilarious. It's like, if you're, what is it? If you're Macy, she's Gimbals. <laughs> I've been in his life a long time. I don't need those looks from you. <laughs> and he's like, focus, Eddie, focus. <laughs> he's standing there. The dude's got the furnace and he's. Brad Pitt's picking through all the pieces. Like, you're killing me with this, the tongs and the furnace. And he's just pacing the room with the shotgun. The only person worth talking about in, in my opinion, in Killers is Catherine O'Hara. Like, she was oh, the God, only funny supporting character in that whole movie. And she's standing next to Tom Selleck the whole time. I did laugh my ass off when she pours, like, was it tequila? I think it was tequila or wine or something. And she's pouring it in this big goblet. And there's, like, a little bit left. And she just looks at it and is like, yeah. fuck it. And pours the rest in and starts <laughs> drinking. What is that thing that she's concocting to, like, nurse her hangover? She was, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, she's so she drunk the night before, and then the next day it's that was the Grey Goose vodka she was pouring. Was in. it Grey Goose? Yeah, she just <laughs> I just know she's pouring this whole bottle in what looked like a fucking flower vase. Like it was <laughs> like ironically enough, I shouldn't even know what Grey Goose is, but I watch enough sports that they have enough commercials for it that I recognize the bottle. Grey Goose is delicious. Or at the end of the movie where she's pouring wine and Catherine Hagel's like, okay, zone of truth. And she's like, ah, she pours more in as soon as she <laughs> yeah. hears that. <laughs> what, is, what is the comedian, though, that tries to kill him, though? It's his, like, boss or whatever. Rob Riggle. <laughs> Oh, I did yeah. like the part I where when, when they're going through like all the things Ashton Kutcher did for him as like a good friend and everything. Like he's like, I sure been, barks a lot. <laughs> like his dog died and something with his balls and everything that they went there. I was like, man, like it's pretty deep. Like that's a lot. I thought we were friends. He's like, really? You just didn't seem that invested. He's like, what? He like took that so personally. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I can't forget Rob Riggle. I mean, look, he's no Vince Vaughn, but he's funny. I did a good job. I liked yeah. him. He made me laugh. It's funny for the movie he was in. If he was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I would probably like him a lot less. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you're you're setting him next to one of the all-time greats. But I liked him. He also makes – every time I see him, like, I think of other movies that I love him in, like Larry Crown. He's oh. the guy that fires him, and he's like, oh, he's like, he's got the ring, like his school ring from three college. semesters yeah. at some fucking. <laughs> yeah, and then he delivers the pizza at the end to him, and he's like, "You're a good man, Larry Crown." <laughs> he's in New Girl for like an episode where he's Schmidt's older brother. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's, he's in so much up. stuff. Oh yeah, supporting cast. But I also liked in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like I liked their like, so we had Vince Vaughn, but the girls were kind of funny to watch too. Like, especially cause she like abused them emotionally, like constantly, like <laughs> the way she was. She's like, girls go make coffee. And Dude, then she makes she's them a cook boss for bitch, bro. Right? She makes him cook for her, her whole fucking life. Like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> never. And they had the audacity to talk back to her with the elevator scene. He's like, well, you said bye. Yeah, I enjoyed that dynamic, too. All right. So let's talk about the realization. Javier, you wanted to talk about. So like the moment when either the spouse or the, the each other in, in Mr. And Mrs. Smith realized that they were assassins. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like Mr. And Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Smith because in the beginning, they make you think like they're having affairs, right? Yeah. 
So it's like, oh, wow, like this big reveal. And in Killers, you just know Aston Kutcher is an assassin the whole time, right? So in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, even though I've seen it before, like you're kind of revealed at the same time as they are. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Killers, you just know the whole time you're just waiting for this to blow up in their face, right? Like if I had to choose a realization, I would like Mr. and Mrs. Smith first because I feel like I'm part of the story as opposed to just like third party watching it. That's just one reason, I think. I got to be honest. I didn't, neither of them really were that great to me. Especially, I mean, the Killers was really weak. If you think about the dad, I guess he was supposed to kill that was a good agent. But then the, the guy that told him to do that thing turned out to be bad. And yet for years, you're living this life and the dad, you're the dad knowing this and you let this guy marry your daughter and then all of a sudden you're like nope he's it seems like he's going back i saw that postcard like i gotta bring out the sleepers and go kill him now like that's weird and then to me i don't know mr smith like maybe i've just seen it too many times it just doesn't have as lasting appeal for me because i knew that they were assassins and i and i kind of saw that coming and it just didn't it didn't carry as much weight with me so it hasn't been as timeless and i guess it's not as much of a knock as maybe it should be if you were seeing it for the first time but neither of them are are great for me there's it wasn't like a big like oh my gosh like a huge twist or anything. dude that dinner scene and mr and mrs smith is awesome it's just like you could cut the tension with a knife the, but good point like for the first time i saw that probably it, exactly but i don't know it just didn't hold up for me later on but a a valid point javier yeah i get a kick out and i can see that like because obviously you know and i think that was i was talking about this with casey actually i was like that's one of the things about mr mrs smith that i like so much is the fact that because i've seen this movie it's low-key one of my like sleeper favorite movies like i could it's like like your guilty pleasure yeah it is it's like (laughs) one of my guilty pleasures And, and i think the reason for that is because for me even though i do know the outcome like i know exactly what's gonna happen like i still giggle like as he's figuring it out and she starts to get an inkling because of the way that he shakes his leg when he pisses. And like you, you, if you pay attention when he's peeing in the bathroom and she's getting ready, you see him do it, but then you don't notice, but then she, but she still hasn't made the connection until he drops the wine bottle to get her to catch it. Like that whole, like you said, like that whole scene when they're really kind of feeling each other out, he knows for sure. Cause he found her office. She thinks it might be him, but she just can't believe it. They're pulling knives out of nowhere. Seriously. (laughs) He's like set moving her aside so he can cut the hand that the the roast beef or whatever he throws the martini in the plant and she eats (laughs) the olives And then he like, he's afraid to eat. He has to eat the roast beef, but he's afraid to eat it because he sees like the poisonous shit in the mirror later on, like (laughs) the skull and cross ones, like that whole thing like makes me laugh every fucking time. Well, and then how it's like this play of just silliness after the fact. And okay, so that, with the realization, I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith obviously wins because I'm I'm with you. My problem with killers with their realization is the only thing funny about it is she comes back in the middle of the Rob Riggle fight. And he's like, just get me this and I'm here. Give me a knife or whatever it is. He sends her upstairs to get a knife for him or a gun. gun. Or he's yeah. like, There's a Glock. She's like, a Glot? What's a Glot? That did make me laugh. <laughs> Shoot him in the face. The face is like you're to shoot yourself. Yeah, that's. Thought that was yeah, interesting yeah. coming from a very seasoned assassin. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a forty-five man. That's gonna go through that dude's head. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna hurt. And that's if she can even the, the kickback on that thing. She'd end up shooting him in the face. So yeah, that one. The reveal wasn't. I mean, it had its funny moments, but it wasn't as like well played and and cleverly thought out as the other. But the comedic relief. This is one where it's an interesting conversation because Killers is like in your face comedy from start to finish. Like. Mm-hmm. 
the awkwardness, the over the top shit. Like they're meant to try. They're trying really hard to be funny. And at moments they do really well with it. With Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's like a lot of times it's subtle humor. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I found myself laughing a little harder more often with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But you guys tell me, what do you think? I will always laugh at the scene where Brad Pitt is like running around his house, like checking the windows and running through bushes while his neighbor's walking by. Hey, John, <laughs> uh, your, your car's kind of hanging out of the driveway here. Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> will always make me laugh. Or he gets his neighbor to go into his house first yeah. because his wife is there to kill him. That's my that's one of my like favorite parts. He turns him around the corner with his collar of his shirt. Red oh. oak, Bill. Red oak. One of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's running through the yards and he falls on the fence and accidentally pulls the trigger. And you see Angelina Jolie's face and she just rage. And he's like, no, it was an accident. Stop. And then she hits him with a car. <laughs> I do love that part about that movie. About half the time they're trying to kill each other, it's over an accidental bullet through the window. <laughs> <laughs> or when he like she drops, like when the elevator drops, and he thinks it was her, and he comes to the restaurant after that where they he proposed to her, and she's having dinner, and he like pours her the the champagne, and he's like, "I was trying to think of what to say when I got here. Just needed to drop in, huh? Or <laughs> some shit like, like giving me the shaft." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the subtle humor is great. In yeah, that it's, movie. it's hard to think in the killers like moments that really were truly funny. I mean, obviously, there's a part when she comes back and that guy's in the chair and they're like talking about them being friends, like we said earlier on. But I don't think there's a lot of comedic moments that that necessarily stick out to me. So I think Mr. Mrs. Smith for me wins. I think, I think that the part funniest part of Killers is when he pulls the gun out of the car seat and he's like, "Hold this!" and she just has it in the palm of both her hands as he's like drifting a car and she's screaming. She like has no idea how to hold a gun. I just love that he keeps going back to the seat, like spread your legs. And then he cuts a hole, gets the gun. Then he's like, get, they get back in later, and he's like, spread them. And she's like, how much do you have in there? <laughs> How can you not tell? Yes. Right? Like, how do you, are you sitting in this seat and you can't feel a full size 45 Glock under this? Laying horizontally, not vertically, Javier. I don't know. Oh, good. You got a full size hand cannon cut into the vinyl and you can't feel it. I don't, I don't understand how I got away with that. Why the fuck is this seat so hard? (laughs) And who knows how many rounds he's got? (laughs) He pulls out a shit ton of bullets, too. You will be happy to know that they, he did when he was loading the mag those were 45 rounds so well, that's cool yeah. well i didn't see any like reload issues in either of these movies yeah i i find myself like counting shots and brad pitt almost every time reloaded before he was out which mm-hmm. seems like a good you know habit as an assassin to have because i do that in call of duty so it just makes sense <laughs> speaking of that i really thought it was interesting watching the two different styles of killing in mr and mrs smith mm-hmm. like they're very very different in how they go about the job, especially at the start when she's got like all these stealthy mines set up with lasers and he just drives a doom buggy in with a rocket launcher. With donuts. He pulls <laughs> a rocket launcher out. The music's yeah. blaring and shit. Yeah, I love that. But I love when he shoots the rocket. So he gets shot by Angel- Angelina Jolie because she doesn't know who he is. He gets up and fires the rocket in her little hut. In the end, he looks at it and he's like, you should not be able to buy these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is random. But the part when he goes back to the house to see if his gun stash is there and it's like cleared out. Oh. And he's like, 
bitch. And then he goes back and he does the shuffle and he punches the air like six times. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, one of my favorites. I laugh just as hard now watching that as i did 16 years ago the first time i ever watched this movie i just i've been that frustrated before not at my wife right but like so frustrated it's either do that or scream well i love that it starts before he even gets to the basement part of the shed right like he opens the door and he's like oh oh because he knows what's coming (laughs) and he opens it and it's down there standing on the stairs and he's just like you see this like like emotion going through his face he's like bitch (laughs) though angelina jolie has got to be the worst recon assassin ever because that thing was just like a trap door in a tool shed with like like a little like lock on it and she just never it was never curious enough to like go in there guess not yeah that was some funny shit space because that's something they showed like they never seemed to want to try and pry too much in the other's kind of life when they were like going to the bathroom when she was changing out of that seductive Mm -hmm. suit she was wearing and so I, i feel like maybe she just never really went in there that much and that was part of their lives because they they were trying to be together yet also be very separate so i always thought that i mean that was one of their biggest relationship problems well speaking of that seductive suit that's why i don't trust dominant women because they just break your neck (laughs) that's actually advice my dad gave me when i was a kid that's funny well i mean funny enough you were a kid when this movie came out so i'm just kidding (laughs) my dad never spoke to me (laughs) well there you go Not everyone gets sad. That was That's depressing. Weird advice when you're like 12 years old. <laughs> but not inaccurate. Wait, when did you said 2005? Yeah. Was that 15 years ago? Yeah. Did I do that math right? Yeah, it's 15 Jeez. years ago. 2005 was 15 years ago. 16, I guess. Now, depending on what it came out. 16 years ago. Came out in June oh. of 2005. Oh my gosh. What? That's silly, isn't it? That is stupid. How old was I 15 years ago? I don't know. I was 13. Dude, you can go fuck yourself. Do it yourself, you coward. I will. I was 24. I was 24 when this movie came out. 24? Mm -hmm. Dude, you're almost my age right now. I know. That was 16 years ago, fucker. Dude, I turned 40 in a month. 40? In a month, I guess, month and a half. Now I'm friends with a (laughs) 40-year-old. Is your birthday, JJ? March 31st. Dude. Yep. Another funny part, and probably my favorite part of this entire movie, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, anyway, is the the fight scene. Like when they come home, not the fight scene. What is it? Oh, what am I trying? Like in the when they're in the van and they're driving, they're running away from the assassins. Like that whole scene, like where they're being honest with each other and shit. And he's like, "Honey, I need to." T-. And they're just calm as fuck when they're talking to each other. And he's like, "Honey, I need to be honest. I was married once before." And like she slams on the brakes. He goes, "Why?" And she's slapping his leg while they're getting chased. And he's like, "What? Stop!" She goes, and then she asks, "What's her name and social security number?" No, you're not gonna kill her. No, you're not gonna kill her. And he calls her like. It's not like you're a beacon of honesty. She's just like, yeah, my mom and dad, they were, they died when I was a kid. I'm an orphan. Web of lies. <laughs> Who gave you away at our wedding? But she was like, you're just, you're always the first to break rank. You know, like that time you forgot a present for my mom's birthday. You're fake mom. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene in the van is just, is probably my favorite part of that whole movie. Like, I love it. Even at the end, like when they're, everybody's dead. And then he's sitting in the front, he gets up in the front seat and he turns the radio off and he's like, 
We're going to have to redo every conversation we've ever had. I'm Jewish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Jewish. So funny. All right, let's talk about the fight scenes. And, and I'll, I'll kind of transverse change that topic let's call it the action scenes the action sequences because i don't know i'm not all of them are fight scenes we just talked about that that car chase scene which was pretty cool but I, I think there were across the board the one thing about killers that i will give it as funny as it was trying to be and over the top man the kill scenes some of them were crazy brutal oh the car one like in the construction zone oh, yeah yeah, where he flips the truck over with Rob Riggle in it. And then the other one with uh, Catherine Winnick, where he, like, shoots the new antler chandelier and it comes down and, like, impales her all through the side. Yo, She's just swinging God. above the table. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Killers was pretty entertaining overall for, like, the kind of the action scenes. I didn't really mind it. Dude, it yeah. was the choppiest shit ever watching Os- uh, Ashton Kutcher fight. Like, the first fight scene he's in with, with Rob Riggle, it's like, cut, 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 cut. I'm yeah. like, holy crap, like, we've taken four steps and we just cut, like, six times. What, what are we doing? It took, like, four cuts for him to fall through the little fall off the stairs. That really bothered me. Like it really, really bothered me. But you're a John Wick purist, so I can see why. I think John Wick ruins stuff like that for me, man. I think it ruined a lot of stuff for a lot of people when it comes to that. Because you're not wrong. Like I noticed that too. Now I think about it and I go, okay, am I really supposed to expect an, a former underwear model and fat Rob Riggle to be great at fight sequencing? Probably not. But at the same time, it is jarring to watch the jump cuts to make it look like an entertaining scene. And they do that throughout this movie because nobody in this movie has strong fight choreography skills. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. Well, in their defense, yeah. when Keanu Reeves speaks, it's a bunch of jump cuts. <laughs> it's hurtful, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he they, that... The newer movies, the newer action movies kind of made it hard for some of these older action sequences because they, they did a lot of that. things. Like if like many- watching Ashton Kutcher hold a gun was painful for me. True. Like, true. He was like hyper extending his elbow holding this. <laughs> also, no one can shoot anything. They've got stormtrooper aim in this movie. Nobody shoots anyone except Tom Selleck. He's the only one who can, who's got any semblance of aim. That's, That's fair. Seems- like how it should be in this movie you know what i mean if anybody's gonna shoot somebody it's gonna be tom Selleck. <laughs> quickly down under man dude i love that movie off from a mile off you know i love quickly in, down under in mr versus smith though for how much they're shooting like i feel like one of them probably would have died like for real you're going to that much ammo and that much firefight and that much power like she had a shotgun at some point dude no she's blowing a hole she's blowing walls in half like and like when he pulls out the gas line and she starts firing in there i'm like yeah like he was in there did i miss something (laughs) he was in that kitchen when it blew up no he went around to the living room he snuck around the backside because that's where the fight went because after that the fist fight started like the hand-to-hand fight he came out of the kitchen on fire his clothes were on oh, fire. Oh, did he? I thought he was in the living room. That's on me then. So I'm assuming their goal was to not shoot each other, but they were real close to shooting each other. So that's where I'm like, I'm pretty sure one of them probably would have shot the other person. Probably. It's so it was point. just sexual tension. Exactly. Know. I will say that I do love the fist fight. And that's the one like where they interjected some really great comedy. Like, Come to when- daddy. <laughs> Who's your daddy now? She freaking clocks him over the head with a pot. Who's your daddy well, that, now? And she smashes his face with two vases right, but to like a, just Seriously? smashes both oh. sides. Oh, and I love when he they roll over the couch. 
He's kicking yeah. her. Oh, is that what you're gonna do? He's on top of him. They flip over the couch. She's on top, just socking him in the face. And then he flips her over and starts kicking her in the ribs. And then, and then she gets a, a quick foot. junk. And then, yeah, she, you see this junk kick. And he falls. He just yeah. like collapses. What a great fight scene. I love that. That shit was great. Oh, Get that marital man. angst out, ladies and gentlemen. What I do appreciate, though, is that it didn't. they didn't have sex and all their problems were solved. Right. They're sure. like still bitching at each other later in the movie. So I'm like, I, I can appreciate that, you know? Well, yeah. And they're constantly at each other. Like when they're laying in the sewer talking about their escape plans or whatever. And she says something about going to hers and whatnot. And he's, and at the end of the conversation, like she, el- he says something like fucking saying this shit. And she's like elbowing him shit. Like they're just constantly fighting, which I'm like, that shit's real. Like, <laughs> hey, ask me the sex question. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that shit was funny yeah i think it was an overwhelming choice on this one but i will say that for me the closest that killers came is the fight scenes because of the fact that even though it's jump cuts and it's rough just the brutality of the kills for a pg-13 movie i was like wow i also like that you didn't know who was next right sure (laughs) so just like like those nerdy ass neighbors like they're 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 walking through with like mp5s and like whatever they and like full tack tack vest yeah and i'm like i still can't take these people seriously like i still think that they're super weird (laughs) well and i love when her best friend like Catherine heigl's best friend comes in and she's like if if any one of those two kill him before i do i'm gonna fucking kill all of you or some shit like that it goes just like oh my god I spent three years listening to you drone on. And she's like offended. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I told you she was, she's not a good person. You said that? That's rude. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, there's some decent parts. And Tom Selleck, man, what a mustache. Yeah, he has a he had a shitty plan though. I'm going circling oh. back to Matson's comment of just what? Yeah. You had I, I don't even know. Cause at the end they're like, what? Like my husband's a hitman and my dad is. I'm like a domestic terrorist at this point because he's straight up almost blown up an entire neighborhood. Like there's multiple people dead because of him. Like, and then we just like hugged and like went on. I'm like, this, your dad's insane, bro. Like my problem is with these movies. Do, do either of these movies believe in the cops? Like your house blows up. There's multiple massive amounts of gunfire. Not one police person shows up. They just don't exist. It just doesn't like, happen. If anything, they would have shown up, shot someone like a minority and then left. <laughs> right. At the very least. But that bothers me about both of these movies. Like that is very just extremely unrealistic. Your house blows up. No one's showing up. Like nothing's happening. You're having a gunfight on like a major highway and nothing's ha- like that does bother me. It, Javier with the like counting bullets and such. I'm like, come on. Like, I mean, they did show up once. So Mr. Why, you, Smith, why are you attacking me? Why do all your comments have to like be directed at me like that? I don't no, come on how here. You, how you get how you like measure how many like shots they take from a, like how many rounds they oh, shoot. Oh, comparatively, that's your thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. I thought you were criticizing me like you can't bold but you don't care about comps type of thing. I was no. <laughs> okay, I take that back. Sorry, I'm, I, I guess I'm just sensitive. Technically, Wait, they didn't show up. up. I don't remember. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, when when they, after their fucking battle in the house and they have sex and like the neighbors knock on the door, there's two cops behind them 
uh, the two neighbors and he's like hey bob <laughs> he's like dude sorry about your red oak and there's the door shuts but yeah he says hey bob see you later bob see it officers and the officer there's two cops standing behind those two okay okay but i mean the house is pretty much about to fall down around them and the cops are like oh it's all good you said you said you're good and we'll let you go it's a nice neighborhood, Matson. That's why the cops don't show up. They're, like, They're probably fine. More than half of your neighbors are assassins, so they all aren't calling the cops. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. All right. So based on those five topics that we talked about, for me, I give all of them to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I don't think that was a shock. What do you guys say? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. All right. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith wins the, the arbitration between itself and killers. Let's go ahead and rate these movies. Javier, we haven't seen you in a minute. Why don't you give us a start? Okay. So I'm going to agree with JJ as far as having Mr. and Mrs. Smith be kind of like my guilty pleasure. Don't hate on me. I'm going to give this a four. I forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I laughed a bunch. I was like, really? I was really like, I had fun with the action stuff. Anyway, that was really good. Killers, I'm going to give it like a one and a half. Like, it is just an atrocious movie. I can't think of one thing that, like, I would go back and watch that for. I guess if you're going on, like, I'm watching every movie Ashton Kutcher's ever been in, then that's on your list. But, yeah, I would not recommend watching this movie. Nah, I just have nothing else to say about that. Yeah, so I'm done. And if you're looking to do, like, some sort of big watch a bunch of Ashton Kutcher movies, man, call me. I got so many better actors to choose for you so yeah, there's a number of actors you should do that with before ashton kutcher <laughs> yeah, exactly unless you're just going alphabetically of every actor that's ever existed there's still some a's that i think you probably want to hit up first or if you got someone strapped to a chair like with their eyelids taped open yeah that's the list <laughs> right. ian why don't you go um, I'm in the same boat as y'all. Definitely Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I forgot that Vince Vaughn was in this and it was just like a present to be able to watch this and realize that he was in this movie and he was entertaining. But I'm going to go with for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like a 3.5. I think solid, fun, enjoyable movie. It kind of is what it is. Like it's I'm never going to be like this amazing thing with a plot about two assassins that marry each other and then destroy the everybody that comes after him and then killers i actually had a couple of parts that i thought were like goofy quirky funny like especially the fight at the beginning where he um he like swipes at him with a knife and he's like dude what are you doing i'm killing you bro (laughs) 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 there's just stuff like that that made me laugh thought about that line so i'll say a two on the killers Yeah, I've already said it. Like I said, Mr. and Mrs. Smith's a very sleeper, one of my guilty pleasures. It goes right along with A Knight's Tale. Javier and I seem to agree on all of our sleeper guilty pleasure movies so far. So I'm really, I like that. But yeah, it's at the core, it's not a great movie, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to win any awards, but in my heart, it wins a very fun award because it's just entertaining. I'd never fail to have a good time watching that movie. I'm going to go right with Javier. He inspired me. I was going to give it a three and a half, but I'm going to jump to a four just because I, yeah. Guilty pleasure. guilty pleasure score baby and then on the flip side killers was the only movie i could think of that compared decently to mr mrs smith and it was really just an excuse to watch mr mrs smith and i did not enjoy this movie i will say that i laughed more than than i thought i would based on the fact that i didn't remember much about this movie even got getting the facts wrong about it thinking they were both assassins at some point during that movie so i I won't shit on it too much but it was forced it's it's a little rough where mr mrs smith flowed well for me and it's funny killers felt like they were trying really really hard and they succeeded at moments but 
the other when they're not succeeding they are utterly failing in my opinion so uh, i'm gonna be yeah i'll be nicer than i thought i'll give it a two as well just because it's still much better than some of the other movies we've watched there's my two i will watch mr and mrs smith again in fact i've been jonesing to watch it since i watched it a couple days ago i will watch it again i won't watch killers ever again. watch it together there you go for me 3.5 for mr and mrs smith i'll give killers a two i think especially mr and mrs smith i've seen this movie before with one of my one of my brother-in-law's eric who is one of those people that's just always good to watch a movie with probably like a jj where they're they're ready to laugh at some really funny moments so i will say if i had watched this movie with with eric or someone else or other people mr and mrs smith is good with a crowd of people for sure it'll definitely get the laughs going has some star power definitely has some great one-liners vince vaughn makes this movie for me i think his character is just perfect the killers i mean if you want to see some beautiful people on screen they exist i think it's just more of a nerdy assassin movie that has some gimmicks but isn't something that's really great but I'm giving it a two because we have seen some movies that I would much rather not see over the killers. Absolutely. So <laughs> uh, I'll watch Mr. And Mrs. Smith again. I'm sure that'll happen. The killers probably won't ever watch it again. That's okay. But a fun comparison this time. Sweet. Oh, I forgot my favorite line, which is when he gets back from the poker game and he's like, oh, I, w- I went down and, you know, played some poker or whatever. And she's like, how'd you do? And he's like, I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. Yeah, funny, funny, uh, funny fact. That room where they played poker was the same room, same set piece that they used to film Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. 11. Yeah, uh, with Brad Pitt teaching the superstars to play poker. Oh no way! Yeah, right. same same set piece. They set it up exactly the same as an inside gag. Oh, so, that's clever. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, that was a lot of fun. All right, fuck off, Ish. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're back to our serious notes, though. So next week, we will be reviewing Judas and the Black Messiah. When that Whoa. One comes out. What is that about? That sounds fascinating. That one is actually based on a true story, a Black yeah, because Panther. Jesus was black. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's inspired by true events where a leader of the Black Panthers is betrayed by a member of the Black Panthers and is assassinated, possibly by the FBI. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a very good movie. I'm excited to watch it. That will be coming out next Monday, which for if you're listening to this on the 8th when we release, it'll be released on the 15th of February. Does All right. the FBI do anything except put those warnings not to copy DVDs and shoot political leaders? Like, is there anything else that they do? Uh, we should not put that as a poll on our social media. <laughs> or like, a, if anyone knows type of thing. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. And on that note, Matson, why don't you tell them where else they can find us? Hey, you can find us wherever good podcasts are found at whatsoverdict.com. You can check us out, see what's upcoming. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. See our new video that we posted of Javier watching a scary movie. Please do. You will laugh. But that got posted? Uh, I thought that was just posted. for us. That oh, I sent you the YouTube link, dude. That's for real. Austerity. I wasn't like privately posted. <laughs> no, dude, yeah. that's out there for everybody to watch. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks, Matson. I think. So <laughs> make sure you tune in. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's been a great time, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. <laughs>